Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We, we really want to recognize the reason why we're all here, and that is for this family. Uh, we, we've said that from day one. Two weeks after Kylie Rodney went missing during a party at a Northern California campground, a volunteer search team finds her SUV in a reservoir at the campground. We were very fortunate that we had the assistance of a, a volunteer group, the uh, Adventures with Purpose, that came out with uh, some very specific expertise and were able to, to help us in, in locating uh, the vehicle that we had been searching for for several weeks. The Nevada County Sheriff says she believes the body inside the vehicle is Kylie Rodney. So what comes next in the investigation? We'll tell you as we talk with two members of the volunteer group that found that SUV. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. Well, hundreds of people uh, searched for Kylie Rodney. This was an incredibly sad story. She was just 16 years old, full of promise, and she went missing on August 6th after texting her mother that she'd be home within 45 minutes, and then no one ever heard from her again. Her phone had actually pinged in the area of Prosser Lake, and that is where her SUV sadly was found. Sheriff's officials had actually searched the same area previously and not found anything. So joining us are two members of Adventures with Purpose, Doug Bishop and Nick Wren, to talk with us about finding her SUV over the weekend. Uh, Doug and Nick, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Doug, I'll start with you. What prompted you to reach out to the Sheriff's Office in Placer County and Nevada County to offer your assistance? Uh, really? It was our supporters, you know, with 20 million viewers per month and the headline coverage that this was getting nationally. Uh, you know, we received tens of thousands of requests as well as multiple co phone calls from different agents and detectives. Uh, so at, at that point, we were, you know, we we're just a vessel of the community. Placer County Sheriff's Department was uh, very receptive to utilizing us as a resource. We're very thankful uh, because we were successful in solving this case uh, that they did so. Now to a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I've told you many times that you really have to do a lot to take care of yourself both mentally and emotionally. One of the things I do to do that are doing things for myself, like taking a walk to clear my mind, going to a yoga class, maybe getting a massage, just doing something nice for myself. Life can be difficult and you have to take care of yourself mentally to handle whatever life throws at you. Talking to a therapist is one way that you can take care of yourself. And I know I've done it when I've experienced some difficult times in my life. And it really helps to have somebody who's neutral to talk through things with. You can try therapy online by logging on to betterhelp.com. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy. You don't have to turn on your camera if you don't want to, if you're just not feeling up to it. It's convenient and it's also less expensive than traditional in-person therapy. And our listeners and viewers can actually get 10% off of sessions. Just log on to betterhelp.com sidebar. That's betterhelp.com sidebar and you'll get 10% off. 
And Doug, I want you to tell me exactly what you did on Sunday morning. It's my understanding you utilize side scan sonar, which enables you to really see more clearly underwater. Yes. We use cutting edge Garmin sonar technology. It provides us a down, down imaging side scan, as well as a live scope image. And between the three, we're able to manipulate that to get an accurate reading of what it is that we're seeing. That morning, we utilized two boats in uh, Prosser Creek Reservoir. Um, that, that, like you mentioned, you know, there was 18 uh, agencies that had searched there, as well as 19,000 man hours who had been, that had been applied the previous two weeks. Uh, you know, right there when uh, search was scaled back, that's when uh, you know we we were brought in. You know, we we bring a specialty with sonar that is rare. And you know the the local authorities and the multi this was a multi task collaboration you know with the FBI Nevada County Sheriff's and Placer County Sheriff's Department uh, you know so everything that was done over the two weeks preceding us and when we got there you know we were welcomed and you know what we did when we got there was just a little bit different than what had been done before because we specialized in sonar. And I want you to tell me how it was different because the sheriff's office said at the press conference on Monday that they had searched that same area. They said there was a lot of silt. So maybe that was part of the reason they didn't see it before, but they sounded like they had used sonar as well. So tell me what you did differently that enabled you to find that vehicle. Yes, so, so what we do differently is, you know, we specialize particularly in finding vehicles. Um, you know, to put it better, you know, law enforcement, they may search for a vehicle, you know, just a handful of times a year. You know, we're also working with the challenges of finding a new vehicle underwater. A new vehicle doesn't come up on sonar. I mean, you have to be really, really trained at it. You know, the, when a vehicle first goes in, there's a lot of adversity with sonar because sonar is just reflected right off of its clean surface versus an object that has been underwater with a lot of buildup on it. It's going to absorb the sonar and really enhance that imaging. Uh, on the flip side of that, you know, sonar in itself, there there aren't national standards for sonar. Uh, you know, we you know we have you know uh, federal standards for you know how to use a firearm properly, how to conduct a, an arrest appropriately, and in those other subject areas that are regulated, there's no regulation on sonar, nor is there a national school for sonar for law enforcement. So, how did you pinpoint the area where you actually searched? Uh, yesterday, we uh, started our search at Prosser Creek Reservoir, and we started at the boat ramp. Doug went one direction. I went another just to try to speed up the uh, search as much as we could to make it more efficient. And about 30 to 35 minutes into my search, uh, going along the shore, I saw something on my sonar that obviously stood out to me, and it created a huge shadow, and I could tell right away that it looked like it was a man-made object. So at that point, I had to um, do several passes at different angles, going across it to verify what I was looking at. And at that point, it looked very suspicious to me. So I called Doug over. Uh, so he brought his boat over. We use some small Zodiacs that are very maneuverable. We can get them into tight places. He came over and I had him scan it as well. And between the two of us, we were in agreement that what we were looking at did look like a vehicle. At that point, we dropped a magnet on it. And once we connected the metal with the magnet and could feel that, we were almost 100% certain that what we had found was a vehicle. So Nick, you knew right away that this was a vehicle you said. So tell me where you went from there. Well, after we uh, both confirmed that we did have a vehicle, we had to take a minute to regroup and kind of make a plan of action so as not to cause alarm to people on the shore, people back at the boat ramp. 
because for obvious reasons, you know, we don't want to give false hope to anybody, especially family or media or law enforcement. So once we uh, had pretty much positively identified that we had a vehicle underwater, we had to reposition ourselves and uh, go into phase two of this where I put my dive gear on and went back to the site and dove on the vehicle to confirm it was the one we were looking for and that if there was any uh, remains inside the vehicle. And you were able to do that, right? Correct. The vehicle was in about 14 feet of water. It was upside down, and uh, I was able to clearly identify the vehicle, make my vehicle assessment, confirm that there was remains inside the vehicle. At that point, I returned topside, informed my topside crew, Doug, and the uh, cameraman with him as to what I had seen. And at that point, Doug got on the phone and immediately called the families. And then after those phone calls, it was the law enforcement that we called next. Wow. Um, And I saw on your videos that were on your YouTube channel, or at least the one video, that you clearly, once you were underwater, it appeared you had some sort of camera, you could see the license plate number on the vehicle. Correct. Nick, what was that like when you realized you had indeed found Kylie's vehicle? Um, You know, there's uh, obviously that's an uh, emotional time of anticipation, a little anxiety, and uh, you have to mentally prepare yourself because you are actually looking for that. So there's obviously a split second of disappointment because that's not what you, that's not how you wanted this story to end. But at the same time, it's also uh, finally some answers to the disappearance of the missing person. And then you have to kind of mentally prepare yourself to go down and do the vehicle assessment to continue your task at hand to, uh, you know, take notes of as to the condition of the vehicle. The windows are up, down. Is the vehicle damaged? Is there anything inside it? Is there remains inside it? And that sort of thing. So it's, uh, yeah, there's a few moments there where emotionally you have to kind of hold it together and just keep focused at the task at hand. Well, I'm certain um, the family, I'm sure this is not the outcome they wanted, but I'm sure they were grateful to at least have an answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's this like for you guys to to be involved in this? I mean, Doug, you guys obviously are a volunteer group. You just helped a family, even though it wasn't the outcome they wanted. I'm sure they are just grief stricken. I can't imagine being in their shoes, but you've helped them at least know what happened to their loved one. An autopsy will be conducted on Tuesday. They'll have to do a positive identification, but we, the sheriff believes this was obviously Kylie. So Doug, what is it like for you to be involved in this? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's our purpose. You know, it's, it's a movement that we've created, you know, and it's a skill set that we didn't intend to have, but we understand that it's very rare and it's, it's an honor to be able to utilize it and produce results that not, not many others can, you know, that's, it's a positive thing. As tragic as it is, we focus on the positives and what it is that we're doing, which is providing answers for families and closures to cases for law enforcement. And you guys are working on other cases. It's my understanding too, just from watching your video. Yes, we have a 22 year old Jalissa Fuentes in Selma, California and Annette Adams in San Obispo, California coming up later this week. Uh, we're working with local authorities on those as well. Um, hopefully we'll be successful there too. We, we do have to end this right now. I, I just want to, you know, let everybody know that, you know, we are community driven. 
you know, we're a vessel of the community. You know, we, we operate on a shoestring budget. You know, we're doing things that others with multi-million dollar budgets uh, can't do. We wouldn't be able to do it without the public support. You know, our subscribing to our social media platforms, following us, sharing a, sharing our stories is what allows us to help the next family. So it's very critical. You know, if you're watching this and you're hearing this and you're not subscribed, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Doug Bishop and Nick Wren, uh, great work out there. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. You're very welcome. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg and Michael Dininger. Alyssa Fisher handles our bookings. YouTube manager Bobby Zoki is also working with us. And Kiara Bronson does our social media. You can find Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can watch us on the Law & Crime YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time. Thank you.